Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you are here with me today. Today we are going to be talking about soul retrieval. What exactly is soul loss, which then causes us to have to do soul retrieval? So in order to talk about soul retrieval, we have to talk about soul loss. What exactly is soul loss? A lot of people would say that soul loss is a fragmentation of the soul. It shares a lot of similarities with disassociation. And we know that disassociation is something that happens when the psyche splits and it happens in response to traumatic, shocking, or difficult experiences. The splitting of the psyche is often the cause of many core wounds that affect us later on in life. So what are some examples of soul loss? What causes it? Here's some common causes of soul loss. Any form of abuse, whether it's sexual, emotional, physical, or mental. An event of prolonged grief, pain, or fear that may made you feel helpless or impotent. A deep-seated addiction to substances, gambling, eating, a near death or an out-of-body altered state of consciousness, or also an ego death is another example of that. Being forced to act against your morals or values, an experience of intense rejection or abandonment, witnessing the unexpected death of someone, a sudden and shocking accident, or entering a relationship without strong personal boundaries, which results in unhealthy relationship and a loss of your own personal power. These are all examples of how we can experience soul loss. And again, it is all about the fragmentation of your soul, the splitting of your psyche, if you will. So it's very similar to disassociation. And some of the symptoms of this are things like numbness. So walking around feeling like you're in a fog all the time. This can be an example of a symptom. Feeling like you're not grounded. Depression. Depression is a very common sign. So a feeling of purposelessness or a feeling of directionlessness or worthinesslessness. Those are really difficult to say, but anyway, feeling as though you don't have a sense of purpose, feeling as though you don't have direction or you don't have, you're not worthy, you don't have a sense of self-worth. You may have difficulty adjusting, especially after traumatic events. You may notice that you're dissociating. You may also have unhealthy coping mechanisms. So maybe you develop an addiction of some sort. You feel disconnected. You feel like, especially if this has been a result of circumstances that didn't align with your soul, like being in an abusive relationship, a bad work environment, or simply neglecting what your true passions and interests are, you can really feel a fracture on that soul level. You may experience a lot of negative thoughts and low energy. Uh, some people experience a lot of anxiety and some people experience a lot of insomnia. 
but the main idea is that your energy reserves are very low. Also, you may neglect yourself and let go of self-care. You may have difficulty being present in your everyday life because being present might be too painful. So we tend to want to just, we want to just numb out, right? And I know I experience this a lot. And a lot of people experience this when they go through the dark night of the soul. This is one of the big things they experience is a fragmentation of their soul. And we can understand why these things happen. So how do you then do a soul retrieval so that you can take all of the different fragmentations of your soul and put them back together again? And there are a couple of ways. One way and the most recommended way is to work with a healer, whether it's a shaman or someone of that nature who can help you to retrieve your soul. Another way, though, you can do things on your own. Um, you can work with psychiatrists. Sometimes people assume that if you are dissociating and all of that, you may have a mental illness. And while, while you can experience those things when you have a mental illness, sometimes we dissociate in order to protect ourselves. It is the way that our bodies have learned to cope and to protect ourselves because sometimes the pain that we experience is so great that our bodies just say, okay, you're not going to be able to handle this. This is too much. And that is a way to protect you from having to feel all of this pain. The problem is, though, that when you, it, it feels miserable to go through life like this and you're not being fully present, you're not actually living, and you're also probably feeling pretty frustrated and having low energy is bad enough, but then to experience all of those other things, that's, uh, it's pretty a miserable feeling. So again, the reason we end up doing this is because our minds know what it can and can't handle. And it's a survival mechanism. So if you're experiencing this right now, know that you're not alone, but this is a survival mechanism and our bodies have, and brains really have been programmed to do this to keep us safe. It's just a natural protective me mechanism that we use. Think about deer, how they freeze whenever they get into headlights or certain animals play dead to preserve their lives. It's the same thing. It's associated again with trauma and when we neglect to reconnect with our soul and the various fragmented parts of our psyche, we're left with this chronic feeling of not being whole. We're left with this feeling of a void or that we don't belong here or that perhaps um, it's too heavy here, life is too tough. We, we have all of these negative thoughts running rampant. So what we have to do then is to retrieve the soul. To retrieve these lost pieces, we have to learn how to integrate them back into our lives and recover our vital power, the potential, and all of that energy that we've let go. Again, soul loss is an integral part of the spiritual awakening journey. It's the catalyst usually 
that sends us searching for something more meaningful out there. So loss is usually the trigger for the dark night of the soul. And that is the time where we're feeling like we're in a dark place. We feel that we have a lot of pain and we're desperately searching for any source of joy and hope or higher purpose and meaning in life. That sparks it. So how do you do soul retrieval? Again, as I mentioned, working with a shaman or a professional is a really great way to do soul retrieval. But there are a few things that you can do on your own to help you start to heal. One of the ways is to practice meditation and mindfulness. Because the soul loss leaves you feeling out of touch and as though you're not really there, you have to work on reuniting with yourself and your passion. Think about how when you want to get to know another person, you prioritize spending a lot of time with them. The same thing has to happen for you. You have to try to spend a lot of time with yourself to familiarize yourself with who you really are. Mindfulness is also a great way because part of the numbing out process is that we have these constant negative thoughts. Well, we need to learn to keep those in check, and one of the ways to do that is through mindfulness. It can also help you to get in touch with your guides, whether you think about your ancestors, your angels, or your spirit guides. They can help you if you use meditation to help get in touch with those guides because they can give you a perspective of unconditional love and they want to support you. And in fact, it's their job to be here to support you. And so they can help get you right back on the right path again. I always say that we have a blueprint when we come here, but then we forget what it is. So we come here, we have this great plan that we're going to come here and do these amazing things. And then we forget what that plan is. And it's so painful here and heavy as it's not on the other side that we don't remember. And then we feel lost because we think, why would I have chosen to be here to do this? So it's important to try to get back in touch with what that ultimate plan for our life really was. Self-hypnosis is a really great way. There are a lot of guided meditations out there. And in fact, there are some guided meditations for soul retrieval. But you might want to just start with a guided meditation to try to connect with your guides. um, Just to try to get some support and guidance and reinforcement along the way. Another thing is that you need to have patience because this is not an easy process. And it's important to understand what's happening to you because it can be really frustrating especially if you feel like you're not grounded. So another thing that I would suggest is doing some grounding exercises. One of the quickest ways to do that, it's very simple, and it's not going to solve everything, but it is going to help because one of the things about soul loss is that we tend to go into these numb states. We tend to not be fully present in our everyday lives because it's really painful to be present. But being present is super important. That is the only way that we can work through everything and move past all of the painful stuff to get to the really good stuff. 
it's important to feel like you are grounded and fully present every day. And one of the ways that you can quickly do that is to, wherever you are, close your eyes, take a nice deep cleansing breath, and imagine that all of this beautiful energy from above, from God's source, divine, whatever you want to call your higher power, comes down in through the top of your head. And you can imagine this light and this energy filling your body, even feel it. You can feel the tingling as it runs through your entire body. Imagine it going down through your head into your face and into your neck, your shoulders and arms and hands, down into your chest and stomach, all the way down through your legs, out the bottoms of your feet and into Mother Earth where it's grounding you to Mother Earth. And take another few deep breaths and just feel yourself being connected to earth. It's also really grounding to go outside in nature and to sit outside in nature or walk barefoot on the grass. Even as silly as it may seem when they say go hug a tree, it's true though. Like go be in nature because that grounds us here too and helps us. And it's important to call back your energy I have a guided meditation for calling back your energy. Now, some people say, well, don't you need to transmit that energy before you call it back? You can. Yes, absolutely. Do you have to? No, I don't think so. Because I think with the intention of calling back your energy, you're not calling back negative energy. You're only calling back your positive energy. But again, it's all up to whatever feels right to you. Whatever you need for yourself, do. Um, I don't think that when you're calling back energy, you're going to intentionally call back some negative energy. So just ensure that you are calling back any of the energy that you've put out. Because one of the things with feeling lost too, and we feel very low energy because we give out so much energy and we don't take the time to bring it back to ourselves. So I would call back my energy. I would do a grounding and again if you feel that this is something that's really affecting you I would work with a healer but this is something that you can start doing little things here and there to help yourself with this part of that would be to work with a healer to do a soul retrieval But on your own, you could be doing the meditations, you can be doing the mindfulness, you can be doing the grounding work. A big part of this is figuring out why we're here because we feel this sense of, I'm not, I'm lost, I don't know why I'm here, this is heavy. And I think a part of that is getting in touch with your passions. What are you passionate about? What do you want to do in life? What makes you happy? Getting back in touch with that. And that requires you spending time with yourself. And that's, I think, one thing that's really difficult for a lot of people too because we want to avoid alone time. If we're not feeling well and we feel like we don't belong, one of the things we might want to do is just to avoid that alone time because we just don't feel well and we don't feel good with ourselves and being around others is distracting. But it's important that you do spend that alone time. You can't outrun this and you have to face it. And the easiest thing to do is to do the work. And 
doing the work, it's not easy. I don't mean to say it like that, but it's important. It's necessary. You have to do the work if you want to feel better. So every day, even journaling, perhaps, what really worked in my day-to-day? What didn't work in my day-to-day? What would I like to see more of? What do I want to see less of? Doing that kind of journaling to figure out, you know, what are my passions? If I could do anything, what would I want to be doing and why? So working on that, I think, is super important. And again, another important thing to remember is that you're not alone. You will get through this process. But if you're starting to feel all over the place, again, grounding. Get grounded into the here and the now. Call your energy back and then start working on finding what it is that brings you joy and sparks your passion because that's truly where you're going to figure out what is my purpose our purpose usually involves serving in some way but how do I show up and serve in a way that makes me feel good and makes me happy and brings me joy think about it from that perspective and then I wanted to pull some cards for you today so I pulled a few cards and the first one that came out and this is from the Archangel Oracle deck is letting go. I surrender joyously to the ebbing and flowing of life. And I think that's a huge, huge deal and a big message because we try to control things too much. Stop trying to control all the time. And I think sometimes that's where we really become frustrated because we try to control every single thing that happens to us. You need to learn to let go. Let go and just go with the flow. It's a lot easier said than done, but it's super important. And the next card that came out is listening with your heart. I trust the messages I receive with my heart. So it's learning to really listen to your heart. What does your heart tell you? What does your heart say? Our brain will overthink everything and cause us to do stupid things. And we... We again, it comes down to fear and control. We're trying to control things. We're afraid of what's going to happen. So we say or do things to self-sabotage or we just don't listen. And it's time to listen with your heart. Your heart will never lie. It is always truthful to you. So start coming from a place of love rather than fear and everything will start falling into place. And I want to thank you guys so much for being here with me today. I hope that this was helpful. As always, I am sending you so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.